500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the phantom the ghost who walks the enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds G'day everybody, and for those who have come in late, you're listening to Expand the Phantom Podcast. This is episode 130. What would, and it's titled, What Would You Dot Dot Dot? My name is Jermaine, and tonight I'm joined by Dan. How are you, buddy? I'm excellent, Jermaine. It's, um, school holidays are a distant memory from four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're it's back in the bit of a rude, <laughs> Bit of a rude uh, shock. Back to the system. Absolutely. How was your uh, two weeks in Bali? Um, it was long for some good reasons, <laughs> but I was also I had two children under the age of five. Um, had one person ask me, how was it? And I answered, they came back with me. So that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> there were times where it was dubious. <laughs> yes. yes. But um uh when we we stayed at we stayed at a couple of hotels the last hotel had some children that were worse than mine so it made me feel a lot better that i didn't have the worst children in the world oh good <laughs> <laughs> okay tonight we're going to have some fun uh we were going to do a comics and news podcast but we thought eh, now we're going to have some fun instead well because... i think that with steve still unavailable we want we want to bring him back in for comics and news um especially to, to hear about his antics in, in Ireland and visiting, visiting. Yeah, true, true. So he's, he's just got back in the country and, and still suffering jet lag, the poor bugger. And he struggles to stay awake at the best of times. So uh, we thought we'd do this. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have some fun tonight. So what, now it's a different, it's a different, we haven't done a podcast like this before. So we're going to try and explain it and we're going to keep this, very very short or as short as possible and we're going to do it by using a timer so if you hear around, that's what it is okay i've got a i've got a stopwatch next to me i'm turning up the volume and basically when that rings um a person who's talking has to stop that point and then we move on to the next subject mm. are you gonna be able to do that dad I'll probably want to keep okay, it on so my end so I can keep an eye on it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise okay. it'll get away from me. But we have said we, we want to make this like an hour long podcast. I reckon we've yes. we've said that we don't yes. want today to go longer than 60 minutes um, in total. So um, there's, a, there's a, a lot we could get through or a little bit that we could get through. It will just depend on how much we get sidetracked along the way. Okay, so what we're going to do is have some fun. We've got, we've got, some, we've got five questions. And we're going to do a Sophie's Choice or whatever. So basically, imagine that you could only engage with one of these options for the rest of your life. For example, one of the questions we're going to ask is, would you, if you only had to choose one of them, would it be a colour phantom comic or a black and white phantom comic? Mm. And, and, and we want to make it a bit serious by saying that if whatever one you choose, you forego the other one for the rest of your life. Yes. So now, do you want to quickly 
tell us where the whole Sophie's Choice comes from. <laughs> yeah, okay. So Sophie's Choice is a, a, a bit of a colloquialism. It's come from a, a book slash movie that came out in the late 70s, um, early 80s called Sophie's Choice, um, which was about a, a woman called Sophie, oddly enough, um, a Jewish lady who got um, caught up in um, Nazi Germany, uh, had two children. And when she was she and her family were hauled into the concentration camp, uh, the Nazi guard or soldier uh, gave her the choice of saving one of her children and, and being able to choose which one or um, they both got killed. And so she was compelled to make a choice. Do I, do I save one child and let the other one die or do I let both children die? And so um, as, as parents ourselves, we know that that would be a horrendous decision, uh, position to be put in. Um, and what we're doing tonight is a bit more, far more trivial than that, obviously. But the concept is that there's, you know, yeah. not necessarily a right answer. Um, there's there's uh, negatives to <laughs> whatever you choose. Like if I was to choose colour and I never saw black and white again, um, you know, that, that, there's no yes. right answer. That's the point. That's the point. Yes. All right. So we've got we've got five questions, right? We'll go up. We've got colour versus black and white. Free right, versus but, 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 no, 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 no. Let's do, no, no. Give oh, away you don't want to go that now. way? No, we okay. just go as we go. <laughs> All right, and so we've got 10 minutes. Okay, so let me bring up... 10 minutes so for each question. The timer. All right. 10 minutes for each question. Okay. And you've got to let the other person have a bit of a say as well, okay? Well, we'll see. So, first of all... <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, what would you do? Colour or black and white if you only had one choice for the rest of your life? It's a difficult one um, in, on one hand, but easy on the other. It would be black and white is the answer um, because I think yeah. that's what I've grown up with, uh, with my fandom, with, uh, with Fru uh, in Australia and the newspaper strips. It's other than the Sundays in some papers, it's all been yeah. uh, black and white for my, um, my formative years in, in the fan, as a fandom fan. And so, uh, and, and I still do love the classic black and white. So um, I'm slowly coming mm. on board with colour with some of the stuff that Fru's been doing in the past <laughs> couple of years. Um, I do enjoy it and there's a place for it, but uh, no, I think I would have to settle on black and white. Yeah. No, I think I'm the, I think I'm the same. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Like, as, I like, I like colour, but the problem that I have with colour, like, like, for instance, the question is you only have one choice for the rest of your life, is that a lot of the colour for the early stuff is crap. You know, the the Egmonts, when they first switched to colour, it was crap. Uh, a lot of the early stuff with, uh, you know, in the Sundays and all that, it was really poorly coloured that, in my opinion, it looks better in black and white. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, the choice is you only have one or the other. And like you said, we grew up on black and white. Majority of Australians see the phantom as a black and white uh, comic strip so i think that one's a fairly easy answer for i reckon 90 percent of australians will go with black and white over color and for me the big drawback is that i prefer to see the sundays and the dailies in black and white because they look better than up until recently probably from about the 90s before then all the coloring was very very poorly done hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I the the certainly there are some of the more modern stories um, that look fantastic in yeah. color, 
And I don't know what are the terms of this? Does this mean that we can never see those stories again or we have to wait until someone takes the colour out of them um, and publishes them? Yeah, that's the way I see it is that if you were to read those stories, it would have to be in black and white. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's obviously Um, a lot more stories published in black and white. um, Yeah. So so we're giving ourselves a a lot more to read too. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Or less work for the publishers to do. Yep. Um, but no, I think that one's a fairly easy one to do. All right. Um, so that one was pretty easy. That only took three three minutes. Anything well, further you want to say on that one? Oh, I'd just be interested to hear what people, uh, other people have to say. Like we've, we're two Australians and as you said, I think we probably would represent the majority of Australians. Um, but, mm. you know, not necessarily. We know that fans um, on continents have grown up with coloured fandoms will probably go the other way. So I'd be really interested yeah. to hear from um, particularly, I guess, our any Scandinavian or Indian listeners who have grown up with colour. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, so um, if you're watching Indians, this... I think... I've, yeah. I think, the, I think Scandinavians would be split. They'd probably... 50-50 or maybe 60-40 in the colour, but I think the Indian fans would be 100% colour because mm. that's what they grew up on with the Indra Trail. Mm. So anyway, if you're listening to this because you followed a Facebook link, go and put a comment under the Facebook link. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment on the uh, uh, below the video. See yep. what, tell okay. us what you do. You ready for your next one, mate? Yes, I, I've forgotten if the you list. Could, <laughs> if you could only... Uh, engage with one of these options for the rest of your life and the options are Fru or Egmont, what would they be? Now, we didn't clarify this before the before recording. Are we talking about um, in the magazine or the stories produced by? Like, can I, can if I say I don't, All if, of if it. I say Fru, does that mean I'm saying goodbye to any story so, ever produced by Egmont? So Fru, yes. Yep. Okay, but through yeah. so if you were to go if you were to go through, it would have to be either newspaper stories mm-hmm. or the stories that they create, mm-hmm. or if you were to go Egmont, it would have to be the um, newspaper stories. Let's, let's just say that's with everyone or the Egmont stuff, and then you've got their magazine. So it's not only and let's just pretend for the argument's sake that you can read that we can both read and understand Swedish as well oh. as English. Okay. So, it's it's not that as well. <laughs> um oh see I hadn't factored that in. I can't I can't read them. Um and so that's a that Yeah, but that's just easy. That's a that's an easy cop out. All right, I'll go first and then you can have a bit of a moment to think about it. Okay. If I was to, if I was asked this question four to five years ago, I would say Egmont. Because in my opinion, Fruit was a very and this was four or five years ago. Free was a very struggling comic four to five years ago. Uh, and Free never didn't publish their own stories. The covers were bad. Um, the publication was not as good as what we have now. However, right now, I would have to say Free because Free were creating their own stories. Uh, the covers are good and the content is as good. Um, I think the stories are probably not quite at the level of Egmont, but that's because, you know, Egmont's been at it longer and, you know, they've got a higher staple of, you know, uh, creators and stuff like that. But if I had to choose between the two and 
if I could read Swedish and stuff hmm. like that, at this stage, it would have to be free, purely based on the fact that, uh, that you know, free are creating stories and that they're creating their own stories and that they've got other content as well, which, you know, so, yeah, it, it, yeah, it would have to be free if I had to choose between the two. Mm, okay. Um, obviously, my inclination is through as well. Um, yeah. I say obviously for people who are not listening to this podcast as their first expand podcast, but people who have been tuning in for a lot of the last eighty or ninety or whatever I've been on board, um, I think I'm pretty clearly going to come down that way. Um, I was probably going to take the easy cop out of I can't read the the Egmonts, um, but. I think I think under these circumstances, if you're saying, okay, I'm choosing through and therefore Egmont closes or ceases to exist or I just have no access to any of those stories or whatever, you'd have to accept that Fru would have a reduced publishing schedule probably by at least half um, mm. by the time yep. you get any story that's ever been produced by um, Egmont or um, uh, what was one before before that got taken over? Simic. Yes. Simic. Yeah, so if you take if you're taking out any of those stories, you, you're gonna yeah, as I say, slash dramatically the through production schedule. Um, so taking that into account, I'd I'd still have to stay through though because um, as a general rule, I like their stories better. I like the dailies and the newspapers, and what through have produced better than I like the uh, the Egmont stories. So yeah, that's where I'd go. So you're saying that the through stories. So you're saying the Fru stories you're actually enjoying more than the Egmont stories in the last year or two, with exceptions, of course. Um, I'm um, as from a general point of view. Yeah, from a general point of view. Yeah, on the whole, um, yes, and that's a lot to do with the fact that Egmont stories do um, tend to draw on supernatural themes and that sort of thing far more often than than not. Um, not than not far more often than Fru would. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, and, and I'm on the record as saying I don't particularly like the supernatural stories. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's a good point about the, you know, about the fact that because, you know, the supernatural stories are not my favourite either. Um, I tend to get a little bit glassy-eyed and, mm. you know, uh, read them a little bit quicker than what I normally would. Um, but I would say that the Egmont story, well, in my opinion, Egmont stories, from a general point of view, and not just because there's more of them, but I would say that they're still of a higher quality and the creators from Egmont, Egmont point of view, there's more of them and then there's still, you know, they've been at it longer as well. So I think, mm. you know, but, you know, in saying that, I'll probably still go, still go through although you know with Egmont you'd probably get colour you would um so yeah I don't know maybe I'm talking myself out of it but um yeah no I think what, I if, what if we with... what if we factor in the the non uh standard issues if you like the the trade paperbacks and the collected um the collected uh hard covers and that sort of thing which both companies do or, or through have only just started recently but egmont's yeah. been doing that for a while we factor those in how does that make you um address the question um yeah i don't know i don't know it's this is probably this is probably like this is the hardest one at the moment 
because this is a harder question than um, the color versus black and white. Yes, it is. Um, uh, Egmont's got the runs on the board. They, they do, and they've been doing it better for longer. Um, so that, you know, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I am talking myself out of out of it and switching swapping alliances, where you know Egmont have been doing it longer. They've Egmont have got a better a better staple of creators. Um, I would say the cover artists are probably about the same. As much as I'm a Henrik Solstrom fan, I do like the fact that Fru has. A wider variety of cover artists, um, where Egmont's got maybe three or four cover artists, mm. and so the cover artists can get a little bit same same. Where through you've got, you know, you got you, you so many different Jason styles. Paulus, Jeremy McPherson, and um, quick, what's another one? Um, Shane Foley, Shane Foley, or even Jamie Johnson. There's dark gritty. There's yeah. Um, you know, there's a Sparta style, there's a sketchy style. So there are, and that does. And you're just, and you're just talking yeah. about the regular stable of artists. They're not the fact that they're so willing to, and, and regularly getting guest artists, whether it's Jeff Weigel or Sal Valudo or Phil Mang yeah. or, or there's so many of the yeah. greats. So if we were to do a chalkboard, I would say that Egmont's got the better history. Uh, I would say, and then the they've probably got the the more creators, but Fru's got probably better cover art or wider cover artists. And I don't know. I still think some of Fru's stories they're better than the the Keith Chatterio ones, but I don't know. I've there's been some really good ones, but there's been some pretty average ones as well. There's only been. Would there be less than ten? Australian. No, I think there would be more than stories. 10. There would be. Wouldn't be twenty. Well, well, there's Kid Phantom, Gaslight. So Kid Phantom's what eight? Gaslight will do that as one. Um, you've got. I guess there's the, the Shane Foley, the Trade Paperback, the, the two. Scorpius. Yeah, Scorpius then and you've got stars. the three in three in the um, ADF. Two in uh, no two in the ADF issue, three in the trade paperback. So yeah, you're probably looking mm. at maybe twenty. Mm. Um, and we're recording this immediately, like two days after the Matt Kime uh, issue eighteen fifty yes. come out as well. So that's a, that's probably the most recent one. Yeah, but so, there's certainly you know we're we're um, we're, we're talking less yeah. than twenty versus hundreds um, from from Egmont. Oh, you're probably looking. I reckon with Egmont, you're probably Egmont Cement. You're probably looking at about a thousand. Mm. I'd guess. Mm. So sheer numbers, you would have to do it that way. So have you so have you, so have you flipped? Are you now going Egmont? Yep. Oh I'm wow. Gonna go Egmont. Well, there's only I'm 45 seconds Egmont. left in this I'm conversation, talking. so you're gonna have to settle. Is that where you're going? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go Egmont. If it had what? to be one or the, and that I could read the languages and, and stuff like that. Yep. No, well, I, I am going to yep. settle on through because um, the, the other th thing we haven't said is the, well, that means we're going to get a lot more reprints of the dailies and the Sunday stories and, and I love them. Um, so, and there's hundreds of those to go around. So um, I'm okay with that.
Yep. All right. Can you hear that? Time That's is the time. Done. Time up. So anyway, Glenn right. Dudley, if you're listening, um, <laughs> you'll you'll hear how okay. how Germ got twer- turned himself around. <laughs> All right. So the next question is. If you could only engage with one of these options for the rest of your life between dailies and Sundays, what would they be? And go. Between dailies and Sundays. Um, It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because they're um, so similar in a sense. Um, So you you continue to only read, like you can read the six daily strips Per week, but you can only read the Sunday new each week. Once so that's week. what we're talking in terms of the the new publications. No, no, no. And the others, you don't read the others; they don't exist in terms of history. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I probably needed to have a closer look through Phantom Wiki at the list of daily <laughs> stories versus the list of Sunday stories because I'm whichever again, whichever one you choose, you're saying goodbye to a bunch of really good stories. Like, um, mm. thankfully Lee Fork did run some stories in both. And so yep. some so of the, still get, you would still get the wedding. Yes. Oh, that was the one that came to mind. You know, and you want to, you want to be able to children. Yes. I am leaning right now towards the dailies. All right, I've thought about this one. Okay. You want me to go? Okay, you okay. go. I'll, 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 as I said, I'm, yep. I'm leaning dailies at this stage. Tell me, tell me what you're thinking. Okay. Okay. I've looked at the Sundays and the dailies with the stories. Now, this is just my opinion. Yep. The dailies, you get more epic stories. So more adventures like... You know, like uh, you have your going back from the original, you have the Sting Brotherhood, you have the Golden Circle, you have the Phantom Goes to War. Adventure. You, know, you have those, yeah, you know, those epic stories. And then even going for, to the um, to Siberia, you have the Mysterious Ambassador, you have the Reef, you have, um, you know, those epic type of stories. The Hydra. Um, the Susie and the Governor, is that, that's a daily, isn't it? Yep, that's a daily. So, you know, you get those epic type of adventures as a daily, where the Sundays are more fluffier type of stories. Mm. And so they're more, you know, so I prefer the, the darker, grittier, more edgy adventure stories. So for me, I would go the dailies as well because they're the type of stories that I prefer, where I think if you prefer the more fluffier stories, the more family focused type of stories i think you would and the you've got the larger panels you've got the mm. large you've got color if so i think if you kind of like that type of stuff you would probably lean towards the sundays mm. now in saying that if we did go the sundays there would be some stories that we would not get including the founding of the jungle patrol and the league and the miss the vault you know the missing vault story the vault of missing men yeah and they're two of my favorites and so. they're both sundays are they yeah, they're Sundays. Mm. So that's a hard one because you would miss out on two of those stories. And I love those stories. But Well, it's, it's a Sophie's choice, mate. It's not supposed to be an easy, yeah. uh, easy choice. <laughs> yeah, but it would have to go the dailies for me, for those reasons. Okay. I'm um, belatedly looking it up on Phantom Wiki now, not giving myself anywhere near enough time. But if I scroll through the daily stories, um, I mean, there's oh, so many. So many good stories there, and I'm still just in the McCoy era. Um, Bullets Town. Yeah, that's Dust another Ball. one. 
the Witchman, the Masked Ball, yeah, Trial of Patrolman Zorgo. So you've got, yeah, you know, like those classic edgy type yeah. of stories are all dailies. Yeah, and they're the they're the yarn type of ones that you know that tend to go on for a while, and then you have twists and yep, and you know, you kind of get a little bit more deeper because you're instead of trying to do it just in the weekend. So that's where I'll go. Now now I'm looking at the Sundays, though. Fire Goddess, Beach Coma, Saboteurs, Return of the Sky Band, The Ismani Cannibals, Golden Princess. There's some classic stories here. The Twelve Tasks, Marshall Sisters. You lose the Marshall Sisters. The Rope People. <laughs> the Gibbs Brothers. <laughs> oh, gee, this is a, becoming a harder story. You're right, though, in terms of as he gets later on, the, there is the... Queen Samaris the Twelfth. Mm. Queen Samaris the Twelfth is a Sunday story. It's an absolute classic. Um, and then you wouldn't, if you if you were to lose that, you wouldn't get the filming version either. No, no. Because um, it wouldn't have existed. Yeah. And I know that would displease a lot of fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A, a lot of fans would go to Sundays just so that way the Queen Samaras would would exist. The um the terrorists, the Jungle Olympics, you know, and that's where you you are right there. Um, some of the um the fluffier stories, if you like, the Blue Giants in the Sunday selection as well. Mm. Um, but then there's also the last 20 odd, 25 odd years after Lee Fork died, where Tony DePaul's essentially been the main man. Um, and and I think you're right. I think he very much does take the approach of the Sundays being um, less epic. Although the Nomad, the Nomad is here um, mm. as a Sunday. Without that, the reckoning of the Nomad um, is. But less we got powerful. we got all that type of stuff in the dailies anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to land on the dailies as well. Uh, no, hang on. Wait up. I've got an important writer. Um, if you were to own any original art from a Sunday slash daily and you choose the wrong one, do you, does that original art just there? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yes. It yes. does, doesn't it? It has to. Cause, yeah, because I would think that the Sunday original art is better because... And I've got a, I, I'm, I've got a brilliant Graham Nolan piece that's got a fence in, in every single panel. Yep. And Graham Nolan's one of my favourite artists. So, yeah, I would lose that. Yeah. So he wouldn't have never done the Phantom. No. So he would have never done the newspaper stories of the Phantom. He no. would have done his other stuff. Yeah. Not for you, though, because you chose free rather than Egmont. And that's right. Egmont stuff. That's right. So, <laughs> so I'm just basically selectively cutting Graham Nolan out of my life. <laughs> um, oh, gee, you know what? On those grounds, on the grounds that I don't own any daily art and I do have, I'm lucky enough to have uh, three pieces of original Sunday art, I'm going to have to go back to Sundays. <laughs> Fair enough, and and I and I know I'm losing a lot of good daily stories there, but there's some real some really good Sunday stories too. So, um, mm. yeah. so is your decision purely based on the fact that you don't want to lose your original art that you own? Oh, that it's heavily weighted. <laughs> it is heavily weighted that way. Um, the frame would just look so blank on the wall. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to land on this on the Sundays. I would say another reason that's probably good with the Sundays is that you get more of the phantom history regarding the phantom's wives in the Sundays than in, than in the Davies as well. Oh, do you? So from a historical point of view, mm-hmm. there's um, you would lose a lot of that. History. Well, certainly the wig is a Sunday, and that's you know that that's one of the first stories really where Lee Fork explored the let's let's yep. tell the stories of previous phantoms. The first phantom, that's a Sunday story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you'd lose that law. Yeah, no, I think I'm 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 happy. I'm gonna stick with the Sundays. All right. All right, okay. we did that with a minute and a half to spare. <laughs> okay, we are gonna get inside this hour. People are gonna be shocked when they um <laughs> um if there's time at the end, maybe we'll okay. throw in a sudden surprise sixth uh, topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, this one, I think with this type of question is going to be easy, but I think if we rephrase the question a little bit, it will be a little bit more interesting. Okay. Okay. So, if you only had one of these options for the rest of your life, between Ray Moore or Don Newton, who would it be? What was the extra rider you were going to put on it to make it a bit more interesting? It's a timer. Well, I guess when when we originally was like, which which artist do you prefer, or which artist, I guess, you know, do you like the most? Because mm. we were kind of, we kind of matched up. Originally, we matched up artists, so we kind of had yeah, you know. So that that's where that's why these two are matched up. So you know, Ray Moore and Don Newton are generally edgy, dark. You know, lots of shadows, lots of you know, darkness and 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 ink mm-hmm. so maybe it might not be the best one but let's go for this one anyway i think this would be an easy one like i said we can always do a six one yeah um well i'm lucky enough again to have um a copy of the hermes press uh, publication of don Newton, the complete work of don newton and um until i had gone through that and read that i probably didn't appreciate the uh the impact that he'd had to be honest, because yeah. um, I hadn't collected a lot of the American publications that he'd originally drawn for. And so you, you, I'd heard of Don, you know, that he's a great artist and I'd seen um, panels or, or, or pages, but I hadn't really read stories. Um, so I did get a, a, a new found appreciation for his work. And um, I think this is an easy one though. I'm going to pick Ray Moore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's with no disrespect at all to Don Newton. Uh, it's just, uh, again, grew up on the Ray Moore stories. Didn't enjoy them as much as Wilson McCoy's art when I was, um, when I was probably a young fella. But um, reading over okay. those stories... Well, how, about again, we rephrase the, yeah. how about we rephrase the question between Ray Moore and Wilson McCoy? Mm. Well, okay. So you would have gone Ray Moore as well in the previous... Yes, yes. Purely based on numbers and what Ray Moore had added more to the Phantom Law than what Don Newton did. Yep. But if I was to choose my favourite artist out of them, I would have chosen Don Newton. Okay, okay. All right then. Um, same question, but we, as you said, Ray Moore versus Wilson McCoy. 
Yeah. So if you could live with one over the other, who would it be? Hmm. Well, there's a lot of really great fandom stories that Ray Moore drew. And there's a lot of really great fandom stories that Wilson McCoy drew. Um, much cleaner lines, Wilson McCoy, and much uh, simpler, but uh, but in both positive and negative senses of the word, I suppose, uh, for Wilson McCoy. Yep. Um, but I, that, that right now, I'm going to go Wilson McCoy. Um, I I think that I enjoy. Um, so many of the stories and again they're probably you know you, that's the 10 tasks uh, or 12 tasks was a 10 wasn't it 10 10 tasks and um, I think it was 12 but yeah 12. and there was the 50th wife you know there's, there's I feel like there's a lot of numbered stories with uh, with Wilson um, yeah I think probably Wilson McCoy the rope people I'm just there's some really iconic imagery imagery that that comes to mind from from Wilson McCoy yep. Okay, I prefer the Ray Moore stories. I prefer what he. I prefer his art. Um, I prefer the. You know, I prefer the stories generally. But if I had to choose, it would have to be Wilson McCoy because Wilson McCoy's stories, in my opinion, added more to the Phantom Law than what Ray Moore did, in the sense that. Wilson McCoy introduced the Jungle Patrol, he introduced Morristown in a sense that it was a location. Um, he probably changed it got, from Frasertown. That's a, that's yeah, that counts against him right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got Eden. Eden was created. Um, I think you've also got the the poison from the Bander was kind of done through Wilson McCoy as well. You've got the Good Mark, which was a, a Wilson McCoy. The chain came through. Uh, Hero, the chain, which yeah is law, but it's only ever appeared in one story. But but it was a Wilson McCoy. That's another discussion. Yeah, exactly. So you've got if you had to choose between the stories that existed and the stories that didn't exist, Hmm. I think you 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 have to go um, Wilson McCoy because he added more to the law than what Ray Moore. Did. Yeah, well, I'm just looking at the list of Sundays. I think this again. one is probably going to be the most contentious. You saw yeah, it? the most contentious yeah. out of it, out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so just looking, looking at the, the list, list of, Sundays. of Sundays. Yeah, and the, uh, it's only the first eight stories have got uh, uh, Ray Moore. Um, I, you know, there's another four. Actually, tell a lie. He, he must. That must be the period he came back after the war. He got involved in another. Uh, Five us no eight probably another eight so um probably though mccoy would have at least double if not three times as so there's many 15 stories. sundays and probably 20 probably 20 dailies yeah yep yeah whereas mccoy would have probably two or three times that uh so sheer volume mccoy as well probably um yeah, I just I look at the end of the day, it, it it comes down to your preference of art, I suppose, and um, and of the yeah. those two artists, I'll probably prefer see, McCoy. See, I prefer Ray Moore hmm. over McCoy, but I'm going from the point of view what sways me to go McCoy over Ray Moore is the fact that McCoy added more 
to the Legend of the Phantom yep. than what um, uh, Ray Moore did. Well, that's so the thing. Also, if, if the yeah. other stories don't exist, um, then yes, that's uh, that's important. Yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, but that's that kind of takes away from the whole question. So let's not go into that one because the question <laughs> is, is can you have one or the other? So, you know. No, yeah. Yeah, so let's not put reason. Let's not let's not have reason uh, make that decision. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, anything you want to add to that? No, I think I'm I'm settled and happy on that. That on on McCoy. I'm not. Well, I'm not happy about it. I'm sorry that I'm not going to see any more Ray Moore. But uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I do have a I do have a Wilson McCoy um, uh, original artwork as well. So I wouldn't lose that. So maybe that's. Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would love it. I think Ray Moore's on everyone's bucket list. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So let's go to the next one. Timer is stopped. We've only gone timer once. Okay. Now, if you could only engage with one of these options for the rest of your life between eBay or Gumtree, <laughs> what would it be? Let's just say eBay... Should we go eBay versus Gumtree or eBay versus anything else? Yeah, probably versus anything else. So for, for international listeners, Gumtree is an Australian website. Like um, Craigslist for America. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's more, well, it's, it, it's not an auction, is it? It's more just a, an online classifieds. Yeah. So let's do eBay versus, should we do eBay versus everything else? Um. Well, everything else includes, um, you know, trades that you might make at Supernova and, you know. Okay, so let's not go that far. Let's go eBay versus online classifieds. Yeah, yep. Okay, that's fine. Okay. eBay versus online classifieds. All right. That changes my question. Again. That changes my answer again. Does it? All right. <laughs> Ten minutes, go. <laughs> okay. Um, that, yeah, because I would have gone everything else because I love the hunt. I love the chase. I love trying to find an obscure website to try and find something or finding a classified and, and doing stuff like that. But I also love the person to person, but seeing it's just the eBay versus online classified. Um, I would have to go eBay because eBay is bigger and it probably does cover a lot more than you can, you can find more on eBay than just yes. online classifieds. Yeah, it's there's certainly more available. Um, yeah. Probably if eBay didn't, no, well, oh, oh, we we can't we can't um, project forward to well if eBay didn't exist, everyone else would use not they'd all everyone would use online classified. So, it, you know, the the product would still be there. You have to sort of say, well, you're only you know you you're banned from one of those two. Yeah, you, you, yeah. If we declare ourselves for the online classifieds, we have to give up an eBay account and never have an eBay account. Yeah. But it continues to exist for everybody else. Yeah. And vice versa. Um, so, I mean, every every serious collector of anything, really, let alone Phantom, but for us, um, you're right, eBay is uh, a gold mine. Uh, if, you're, if you're looking for comics um, from the last 20 or 30 years in Australia, through comics, um, there'll be... 15 different buyers you can get just about every issue off of. Um, uh, the fee, I find that eBay is more expensive as a general yep. rule. 
Um, if you can find something on the online classifieds, then quite often then you're getting it for less than less than it's worth. Well, you can engage straight away and you can negotiate um, and yeah. talk people down. Um, whereas sometimes that's a negative also in the sense that it, you know, some people have got more time. Um, so it's like, you know, with the online classifieds, if you're there first, you can usually get in quicker. Yep. Or if, you know, like, you know, so that, that factor where some people, you know, like to troll through the eBay or eBay feeds or, or whatever at nighttime or in the morning or at lunchtime. And so it gives everyone a chance where online classifieds is first in best dress in a sense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I'm very rarely the first, the first one in. <laughs> I'd say I might yeah. be, if I if I go online classifieds, I may never see anything available for sale again, because uh, yeah, there yeah. are people with a lot more time on their hands, um, retired or, or whatever it is, um, to or a, a slacker job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so um, the collection might you, stop, but the bank yeah. account would be okay. <laughs> You just spend it on something else, so. Oh, probably. <laughs> the, another advantage of Gumtree is often with all, all, all those online classifieds, I do tend to find that uh, when you go around to pick up whatever it is you've purchased, if it's certainly if it's local and the and and Gumtree is a bit like that, you look for your local stuff. Um, you might say, "Oh, I re- thank you very much for selling me this figurine. Do you happen to have anything else, Phantom?" And and often the answer is yes, and so often you can get things before they even go online. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you know, you're having that's, that conversation yeah. where eBay is all just clicking, and that's about it. You know, yeah, you don't you don't yeah. have that engagement typically on eBay. Yep, yep. But I was yeah, and you know, there's classifieds around the world around the world, so you wouldn't lose out on not being able to communicate with people or you know pick mm. up stuff from overseas as well. Mm. So you wouldn't lose out on that. Um, and yeah, um, you know, eBay is a, is a route with the, you know, GST fees for overseas mm, and mm. shipping and, and stuff like that. But I think that one's a fairly easy one. So you, what have you decided? eBay? Anything. Uh, eBay. eBay. Yep. Yeah, I... Yeah, I guess probably only because that I'd get caught out. At least eBay, you've got seven days to find something and then bid on it if you if you decide you want to. Whereas you're right that that that's yeah. probably convinced me the fact that with the, uh, the classifieds, whoever rings up first um, will usually get it. You don't get the chance to say, "Hang on, I'd like a crack at this as well." So yeah, eBay for me as well. Okay. I have to ask this question. So we're going to do another one. Okay, we're going to do one more for ten, and I reckon mm-hmm. this one. Is going to be the hardest one. Now, this one is this won't have been on the uh, run sheet, is it? But, no. So, so you're not getting, I've got not getting no full idea. warning on this one. I've got no okay. idea what this one's going to be. So, if you could only choose one, and uh, for the rest of your life, would it be which fruit publisher era would it be? Would it be the fourth life era? So, from beginning to the mid '80s. Jim Shepard era from the mid 80s to 2015 era mm. or the fruit crew era, which is 2015-ish to current. And let's just say that they're all still alive and you'll be getting that 
type of fruit comic. Does that kind of make sense? Okay, so so if I choose the Jim Shepherd era, then that type of publishing can, will continue. That's that's what next yes. week's comic's going to be. Similar yes. with the the Ron Forsyth era. So yeah. you're still getting those nineteen early nineteen eighties type yeah. comics. Okay, and start. Well, um, well, gee, that's an interesting question. I mean, there's a lot more variety today. There's because um, because yes. again, we we're, we're talking about fruit. We're not just talking about regular issues, are we? We we've got to include the other mm. things that they've done. So that means that in the they're on Forsyth area. You can count the original giant size. So those sorts of things are going to continue. The Phantom Adventures type prose books are going to continue. So the the you Super Yanks, the the pins and the the pins and the um and stuff that they had. They the, were, yeah, that the they rubber rings and, and that stuff sort of like thing, that. The competitions. They were pretty good, really, yeah. when you look at it. That weren't they? Yeah. Probably, probably dropped off in the late 70s, early 80s, which is, I guess, uh, as as they went towards passing over. Um, but, uh, gee, oh, wow, that's a, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. Uh, Jim Shepard, the Jim Shepard era started really well and was probably really, he, I mean, he introduced the annuals. He introduced the, the concept of um, unedited, unedited, abridged stories yep. collected in their entirety. Um, so that's a real. He plus. also oversaw the movie period. His marketing, in a sense, um, with the news agents and also in the newspapers and stuff like that, was second to none. Yeah. Um, you know, he brought in the commercial aspect instead of getting adverts of stamps and guitar playing lessons and all diplomas <laughs> and stuff like that. He, you know, introduced, you know, introduced adverts for Phantom products, the Phantom club, you know, things like that mm. or Phantom clubs. Mm -hmm. um, he also, he created his own stories. Yeah. They were pretty average, but created his own stories. He saw the introduction of European stories, also the, the Charlton stories as well that he introduced. Um, he introduced a lot of the Phantom history type of elements. So, for instance, uh, in the Phantoms Goes to War in 1043 or 1040, uh, there was the family tree with the Phantom wives and the years and stuff like that. He did... Um, the Princess Valerie story, he did like a little bit of a, a background into like when Wilson McCoy took over Ray Maul. Mm. There was a lot of that type of story and those elements as well like that. And you've got the Fru Crew who's brought mm. in, the Phantom Wood brought in a more wider range of, of stories, created their better, probably the you know better stories than what Jim Shepherds were. They've actually been published in other countries. Um, so which one would you prefer? If you could only have one or the other. Oh, I mean, part of it is part of the the conundrum here. How, how much longer? I didn't even press the time on this. How much longer have we got? Yeah, seven minutes. Okay, plenty of time. Um, part of the conundrum with this is, um, you know, the best we've what just part gone of through. Jim Shepherd? Sorry? Yeah. What part of Jim Shepard's era? Or, or Forsyth's, you know. Yeah. Um, the best of each era, which we've just relayed, was really, really good. Um, the decline of each era, and we haven't, you know, seen yep. that with the Fruit Crew because they're they're only brand new, you know, in the, in the scheme of things. 
Um, we certainly well, hopefully, have hopefully we won't for the next 20 years. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, that's the, that's the, we're talking about a, a, a publication that's been around for 80 years and there's only three eras to choose from. So, um, and we're really in that sense at the start of the, the, the 30. <laughs> um, but the, the high point of each era was really, really good. And so do you measure against that? I think you have to measure that. I think you have to measure the high points. Because if you measure the low points, that's not fair um, on on Forsyth and Shepherd. Because um, I think you have to take it into account, though. Well, it's part, I guess it's part of the average, but you would. It, 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 there's no the the time because what are we looking at? Forty odd years for uh, Forsyth era. Forsyth. Twenty odd years for Shepherd. Twenty. 80, nearly thirty. Ninety. Yeah. So twenty. Twenty odd. Yeah. Mm. I think I think Jim, I, I, I think Jim. There was a renaissance with Jim. Mm. He, it was, it was aging badly towards the end of Forsyth. But you know, for forty years doing the same thing, you know, they did bring they expected. did print they did bring uh, print yeah. semic stories though. Um, in the early age. They started, yeah, like one or two. Yeah. yeah. If I was to choose, so let's, let's do a decision. If I was to choose, I'll go Jim Shepard. Oh, really? That is yeah. probably where I thought you would go third, to be honest. No, I would go Jim Shepard because the Jim Shepard area has the fan clubs. Uh, he brought in the stories. He brought in unedited newspaper stories well, as unedited as you're likely to get, which we're still seeing the fruit of that now with Herms Press and all what all these other country uh, publishers are doing as well. A lot of the stuff that they're printing and publishing has come from what Jim Shepard has found. Mm. So, uh, you know, they created stories. You still, you, you've got good covers, not as good as the covers that you get now, but you're still getting good covers yeah, yeah, according to some of the research that I've been doing, you know, reading these articles as I've been scanning them in and all that, they were they were printing up to forty. They were doing up to forty thousand um, copies per issue. Yep. Um, uh, it's probably the the golden time in terms of sales for sure. Yeah. Uh, where you know, Fru would be, you know, the Fru crew would love to do something like that now. Yeah. Um, and then you know. So yeah, I would have to go Jim Shepherd. You got three and a half minutes, mate, yep. to make up a decision. Well, obviously, I have to choose one that you haven't, because that's well, just you don't yeah. have to. <laughs> it's it's it more would, fun. It would make more interesting. <laughs> um, oh, gee, I think. Look, obviously, it's a, a progression, and and everyone is built on the on the work of the previous. Um, yeah. I I really like the the pins and the the the, the rings and the paraphernalia that was available during uh, the Forsyth years, but I guess you know Jim Shepard's got monkeys um, ads and all that sort of stuff through his fruits so monkeys of Melbourne and that sort of thing. So that was it was a huge era for the for the Phantom um, through his watch through the late nineties. Perhaps we're not giving enough credit right now in this conversation to the current Fru crew um, with Dudley and Glenn and Renee because they're doing the best of it of, of all of those before them. They brought out new, new, entirely new 
lines like Kid Phantom. I know that that hasn't been as commercially successful yeah. as they would have liked, but it's been massively successful in my house. Um, they, they, they're writing their own new stories. They've still got the reprints of the old stuff through the, the much maligned um, replica series. Um, I, I love their covers. We've talked about their stable of artists. And I'm actually, I think I'm going to go the current crew. Um, as much as I, I admire the work of, of each of the others before them, and I know that they've got probably more runs on the board, but I really like the direction that the current crew are taking. Uh, they're also producing a lot more in the way of, you know, the file cards, the universe cards, uh, posters, folios. Yep. Um, there's all of that as well. And I think you have to take that into From account. a collector's point of view, the free crew would be better because there's more to collect. Well, yeah, not for a collector's wife's point of view, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, no, you're right there. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the current crew. I think if, uh, well, hang on, does that mean my collection is now void of all of the Forsyth era and Shepherd era comics? They're all gone? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really. I, I think. I think the question is hard enough to answer <laughs> yeah. without without that. Uh, without that. Without that writer. Yeah, I, I think without without. So <laughs> without so, having to set okay. a, a match to my uh, collection of 1950s to 1980s comics. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the new era. So with 30 seconds left to answer. That means you would not be getting as many um, newspaper stories and Lee Falk stories. Yeah, it means I'd be sweating on the Christmas issue for the, the newspaper stories and the replica series. Um, yeah, that would. But but, so the, as of, but it's do, the mix. Does that mean you go? Does that mean you have to hand in your uh, Falkus card? No, I don't. I, I think Dudley and Glenn would be shocked to think that they're not at least partly focused. Um, no, I, I think that it's the best of all the worlds is the current, the current setup is the best of all the worlds. That's, so I'm going for balance. Okay. All right. There's the timer for that one. That was a good one. Yeah. All righty. Oh, so let me bring up the run sheet. Where are we? We're done. We're done. So yes people that is going to be the end of the podcast so i hope you've had fun with the what would you choose so we had fun with it we've got i think we've got about 20 odd questions we've done six tonight so we're going to every so often when we can't be bothered being serious we're going to have a fun one we might i don't know sometimes we might even get someone else involved or something as well so i hope you enjoyed that um so let's wrap up so dan thank you for joining me tonight uh first it, of all let's... do you find it a little bit weird like that we are ending so soon i feel like i'm just about to settle into my groove uh we've, we've got another hour and a half left to, in us surely <laughs> yeah, it's, only, it's only nine o'clock where i am so you know <laughs> i might actually see my wife before she falls asleep <laughs> <laughs> all right so um yeah, it does feel weird. So a huge shout out. Uh, we've got two new Patreons. So we've got to give them a huge uh, round of applause and a huge um, thanks for jumping on board. Uh, we have Mandrake DOE, which is Mandrake Defense of the Earth, or AKA Roof Horn, uh, who is a huge Mandrake fan and does um, follow us and comment a lot on uh, Facebook as 
well. And then we've got another one which happened today. Uh, Bod Dolan. I'm assuming, I'm not sure if that's uh, an alias or not, but uh, Mandrake and Bod, we uh, appreciate your support. Um, we'll send you some emails and stuff like that so that way you could um, get access to our Phantom Preservation Project as well as our um, Facebook. So for our Phantom Preservation Project, what that is is basically it's a huge depository or a preservation of everything digital uh, which includes music, videos, articles from newspapers and magazines, uh, fan stuff, anything that could be digitalised that is preserving from phantom history. Uh, we've got, and it's huge, we've got an index. So if you're curious about that, jump onto our website and you can download or you can have a look at the index and there is a lot of stuff there. Um, it's a, it's a, uh, a big um, job that we are doing. It takes up a lot of our time, but it's something that we all love. So, Dan, do you want to quickly tell us what you have added in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, absolutely. And and again, it's one of those things, like you say, big jobs. It's one of those things where we we have every intention of doing it once a month, but sometimes that slips away from us. But we basically try to add, you know, whatever is the the volume of stuff that we would have added over that period of time. And sometimes it's every second or, or third month. But mm. um, so this one was a, was a big drop with a lot of stuff. Um, we very, a huge thanks to Thomas from uh, Sweden, who's sent us a few more files. So we've included a couple more songs, phantom songs from Sweden. I don't understand a word, but it, the, the beats really cool. Um, the, we posted on the, the website about the, the treasure trove of um, magazine and newspaper articles that you've been able to pick up, Jim. Um, so there were 27 new newspaper or magazine articles from across five different countries. Um, and that, that area of the, of the preservation project is really going to start to grow over the next period of time. So you, we, we put, we've uploaded 27. I know that since then you've probably scanned, there's probably another at least 15 or 20 articles just sitting there waiting to go into the next update. Um, how many of you got still sitting there waiting to scan, do you think? Uh, I've got a pile oh, at least two to three inches thick. Yeah, right. So, so um, lots more to So, come. yeah, there's... So all up, there will probably be a minimum of 100, I would say. We've got 27. There's probably another, like I said, another 10. I've got another 10 or 15 um, waiting to be named and uploaded and and stuff like that. So, yeah, I reckon easily we should have about 100. Unreal. By, so that, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll drop over time as we have, as mm. we have time to scan and upload and uh, rename and, and, you know, put in, the, put in the index so it's easy for people to find and stuff. So um, those are all there um, and that's growing, which is and awesome. We're, and we're talking about stuff from, like, from the 1980s yes. up until recent. So, yep. you know, that, that's... that's that's what almost 40 years worth of newspaper yeah. articles and, I, and stuff. I think the 27 that went up were all from about 2003 through to 2015. So that sort of era, but the next drop should be probably eighties and nineties type stuff as well. So, yeah. uh, it, you know, it just takes time. Um, so, um, you know, look forward to, to that more as it trickles down. One thing that I'm really pleased that we've been able to upload is two more friends of the Phantom newsletters. We're getting yes. really close to having a full set now. Uh, which is fantastic. Um, we've got the complete run from issues 10 through to 24. 
24 being the last one. So we're, we've locked down the second half or more of the series of Friends of the Phantom newsletters. There's only four um, remaining for us to, um, to uh, add to the preservation project. So looking forward to having the complete set there. Um, lots of great information there. Uh, Kid Phantom Homework, the, the mm. short animation, which we have spoken about at length at different times on the podcast and devoted an entire podcast to um, two years ago, I think. Um, that finally was released recently. Um, and uh, if you found the links on Facebook or, or the Kid Phantom website, um, you can certainly see that there, but we have also saved that into the preservation project as well for you to find. Um, there are two very subtly different versions, which both of which are in the, the preservation project, um, one from 2017 and one from this year. Uh, there's a fan-made video, which towards the end features an interview with Stan Lee. It is in um, uh, South America. I think it must be Brazil. Um, and the, the, the interview is conducted in Spanish, but there are subtitles. Oh, no, sorry, there are subtitles, but you can hear um, Stan Lee speaking in English and then the subtitles are in Spanish, so good luck. Um, but it is uh, an interesting, it's a fun one. But I think the most exciting thing was, and, and when I went to upload this, um, I actually stopped and ended up watching the whole thing just because it was so fascinating. There's a 10-minute video which... Um, was just labeled a history of the phantom. So I thought, Oh yeah, this will be a, a fan made montage with some music and some images and whatever. But no, it was 10 minutes of Pete Claus and Ed Rhodes as the friends of the phantom um, committee, I suppose at that stage, hosting a, um, uh, a lecture at a, uh, a convention of some sort. So 10 minutes of Pete and Ed speaking, um, which was really, really interesting. Um, from the early 2000s, it looks like about 2001, 2003, that sort of era. Uh, yeah, so those were the latest updates. Awesome. So you can find all that type of stuff on our website, which is chroniclechamber.com, along with all our news and everything like that. We'll go over our, our news in our probably our next podcast, which will be a comments and news podcast. Um, now... Is that Reddit message board still going? No. Um, I, well, it probably is still sitting there. I never check it. <laughs> All right. There's only so many hours you, in a day. <laughs> if, you, if you want to add to this subject or you want to give us your answers, you or can either... Or suggestions for, for podcasts or, or anything else like that. You can email us at chroniclechamber at gmail.com or you can comment on our social media, which we have the Facebook, which is Chronicle Chamber. Dot com, and then we're also admins of the Phantom Collector Group. And then on Twitter, there's at Chronicle Tweets. And on Instagram, there is at Chamber. Now, if you're not subscribed to us, whatever program you use, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, or apps like Podbean, Player FM, Castbox, et cetera, et cetera, please do give us a rating while you're at it. Uh, that just helps other people to be able to find us and keeps mm. us up near the top and stuff like that. And just so to just we, emphasize we, that Spotify, that's a new one that's only happened in the last probably month that we've become available on Spotify as well. Um, so get your children to show you how to find us there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so a huge thank you to everyone that ha that is listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this a little bit different, a little bit more fun a little bit more lighthearted. So when you listen to it, make sure you jump onto either the website or social media or send us an email with what your answers would be. Hmm. So until next time, Dan, 
and everyone else, happy Phantom. Happy Phantom, Jim. Thanks, everyone. Phantom's always Bye. there, but you won't find the Phantom. He finds you.